When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. My man Patrick plays songs uh, from very talented people, very uh, talented musicians and bands that you have a chance to hear live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Robert Johnson's Soul, and they're playing tonight at Giddy Ups. Robert Johnson's Soul. Yes. Is this reference to, like, the blues, Robert Johnson? I mean... It's not called Robert Johnson because there is another Robert Johnson, but this dude's name is Robert Johnson. Oh, yeah. I'm like a famous blues singer, Robert yes, Johnson? Yes, the, the okay. guy who went down to the crossroads and yes, sold his soul to the devil. Yes. Okay. That is Robert Johnson, one okay. of the innovators of the blues. Yes. And this guy likes to play the blues as well. Uh-oh. And his name is Robert Johnson. But this is not any connection to that. No, no, that. no. You just had to have another name wow. because you couldn't be That's Robert pretty good. Johnson. Yeah. Well, you, most people, or at least if you know of the blues robert the, one of the godfathers yeah. blues robert johnson if you know of him or founding fathers i should say uh blues you probably would think that's the origin of the name and you would be wrong exactly and it's it's one of those names that's just really hard to google because you're like <laughs> robert a, johnson music robert johnson blues bro. robert johnson guitar all of these things are going to lead to a different robert johnson <laughs> that is true it's like patrick davis yeah yeah it's a it's, it's a blessing and a curse you're like i can slip into i can slip into any crowd not going to pop up on any lists? <laughs> That's true. You were once hired by Patrick Davis. I was once hired by <laughs> Patrick Davis. And a fun fact, my dad played in Robert Johnson's Soul. What? My dad played bass on that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. So Dwight Davis played bass on that. There you go. I like that. There you go. See? Gonna bring it all full circle here. I like that. Uh, all right, my man Patrick, always hooking us up and uh, keeping us on our toes on a five one two Friday. You can be a part of the Specs Text Line and be a part of the show on the Specs Text Line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That is the number. We got some Cowboys uh, kind of rumor mill stuff to get to, um, but it's from guys who are plugged in. Brian Broaddus, who I really respect, does a great job. Bobby Belt also does a great job. Uh, covering the Cowboys, they do a podcast, and on their podcast, they started talking, uh, I think it's called Locked On Cowboys. They started uh, eh, hypothesizing, theorizing about uh, something that the Cowboys might be uh, doing at the NFL Combine right now, other than evaluating prospects, but the Cowboys might be uh, brewing something at the NFL Combine. So we'll get into that coming up. Also, Brandon Cooks, a trade possibility with the Houston Texans wide receiver. And once again, the Cowboys name came up. Cowboys name coming up a lot when it comes to that. And the latest update on the Lamar Jackson saga. Remember, March 7th is a big time you know deadline for the Lamar Jackson negotiations or the saga because they got to figure out if they're going to franchise tag him or at least which franchise tag they're going to place on him i right. think it's and i've it's, got a new team i want him to go to oh do you really got a new team oh no oh let me guess your your raiders no <laughs> I was gonna Why? Say, 
Why would I want him to go ra- there? You're Raiders to, no, to get no. Lamar Jackson. Oh, is that that selfish? No. Oh, okay. No, I thought no, you were going no. the selfish route with that one. No. Uh, it makes sense, though. I'm not mad at you for that. But I just say I thought you were going Raiders with that one. Actually, Raiders need a quarterback. They do need a quarterback. Yeah, I don't need know. A QB. They need a lot of things. They need it. Including think, a new John, head coach. Uh, oh, you know what? The Ra- Okay, this, this is actually related to the Raiders, too, and relates to all NFL teams. So it's a good topic of conversation. So the NFL Players Association conducted the first ever player survey and you get and I'm, it's anonymous for all the players but it's every, every player in the NFL I believe or at least every team has players that participate in this survey and essentially they are asked about their team's uh, workplace environment uh, and it's in eight different categories that they ask about uh, how do you feel about your team and your as an employee, uh, your workplace culture and environment. The categories were treatment of families, food service, and nutrition, weight room, strength coaches. The price should have been combined. Uh, training room, training staff, locker room, and team travel. So, yeah. I think they went, yeah, so I, I, they got into uh, a lot of different cats. So they go team travel, that's a big part of it. And I, they also talked about the, the the actual coaches too. So they got coaches as well um, in this survey. And there are anonymous, um, I would say, there are anonymous descriptions of complaints, like basically complaints from anonymous players who play for these particular teams. And based on all these different scores, they rank all the teams. And I'll just give you the Cowboys and the Texans rank really quickly. So the Cow- if you combine all the different categories and they ranked them, or you gave them grades, I should say, A to F. And the Cowboys, based on the grades, are fifth. If you combine all the different categories and the grading system, they base were A plus to A in strength coaches, weight room, food service, and nutrition, and treatment of families. They were B in the training room, A plus staff. Um, oh, actually, I take that back. A minus staff. A plus locker room. C minus team travel for the Cowboys. We'll get to why that is the case. C minus team travel for the Cowboys. For the Texans, Texans were fourth. I have no idea how that happened. I would have thought the Texans, the dumpster fire of an organization, would have been low on this list, but apparently in terms of player treatment, workplace environment, workplace culture, Texans are pretty high. They're they're right ahead of the Cowboys if you're just ranking everything overall. I, I will I will say. I think a lot of those guys in the Texans are pretty young. So they may have not seen anything else in the NFL yet. That's fair. I was I I look and I was just surprised too. <laughs> that's a good point. But though. but you're like a lot of these guys are pretty young, so they may not know everything that's in the league. So they may be rating it higher, just like, oh no, I was at a college yes last year that wasn't this good and now I'm at a, at a level and everything's better than I saw. Now it does it's it's positive for the future of the Texans. Yeah, uh, it is. It, it's Outward appearances aren't as bad as what it looks like inside. Apparently, I was no. I'm with you. I, trust me. I, I was blown away as well. I expected the ineptitude and the dysfunction of the Texans to be yeah. displayed here by player surveys. It was not. Uh, they got a B plus treatment of families, B plus in food service and nutrition. Weight room for them was an A. Strength coaches A. Training room A. Uh, training uh, staff was an. A plus, 
um, training room was a B, locker room B plus, A plus for team travel. Um, so they did pretty good. Uh, give it up for the Texans, man. Texans got a lot of love on this survey. And the the only two teams ahead of the Texans and the Cowboys were the Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. Vikings had the Vikings had the best numbers, uh, best I should say reports of any of the other team through all the different categories. The Raiders make sense because there are a ton of new facilities. Like oh, basically yeah, everything had to be new because they just moved. You just moved to So Vegas. it makes sense that the Raiders would have nice stuff because they just haven't had to replace anything. It's all brand new. That is a great point. Okay, so here's some of the detailed complaints from the different teams, which is very surprising. It's surprising like what teams in were say basically considered inept in what categories. The Jags <laughs> players reported they had a three to four week uh, basically <laughs> three to four week situation rat infestation. Best way to describe it, they had a three to four week rat infestation in the locker room and the laundry hampers. And then they said they they found some way to get rid of the rats, but they said three or four weeks they had to deal with it. That's a little surprising. It's that's but I it could, happens. Yeah. It happens in a lot of businesses. It's just, yeah. you know it, it's. It ha- I don't know what – it doesn't mean that they have disgusting facilities or anything. No. Is it, wasn't Tampa the one that had the staph infection thing? Tampa did have the staph infection. It's Florida stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I, when I played for Tampa, they still had um, – man, this was after they won the Super Bowl, too. They had the temporary buildings. You know the ones almost like the schools have? Yeah, yeah, the portables. Yeah, they had some of those, which is yeah, not a good look. Not a good look at all. That's the NFL. Uh, so the Jags let me write had, you this this forty eight million dollar check in this portable building. You know they making money. I mean, it's a what nineteen to twenty billion dollar a year billions. They making a ton of money. Did Tom, do you think Tom Brady just got one of those for himself? <laughs> uh, no, Russell Wilson did. It's just, <laughs> that was Russell Wilson's office. It's one of those temporary buildings. Um, it, also, the survey said the Kansas City players said they felt discouraged from reporting injuries for fear of retribution for speaking up. Oof. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's just it, it's so many random, so many little random complaints from players. The Arizona Cardinals, they they do a lot of penny pitching. I mean, you're talking about billionaires here, so um cheap billionaires, some of them. Uh the Arizona Cardinals rank second to last in their overall score among the thirty two NFL clubs. The locker room does not have confidence that owner Mike Bidwell is willing to invest to upgrade the facilities. He ranks the lowest in the category in that category across the league. The responses that provide for the basis of the uh, characterization include the worst ranked weight room, which some players feel is a safety hazard even at times, an outdated training room and locker room, and uh, a policy of deducting dinner from players' paychecks. Should players want to get food at the facility, take Jeez, it out of your paycheck. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I played for the Lions, and they never took it out of your paycheck. They had a cat. Most most of these places have a cafeteria right there. Yeah, and maybe some of them do charge for it. I just, I, I it, not the places that I was at. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, this this is not going to be a bad look when you're trying to get free agents to come too. Uh, there you go. That's a great point. Uh, if the, yeah, if they actually are doing this type of research and the agent is doing his research, this makes it a lot easier to do your due diligence and just be like, "Hey, man, just to let you know, if you go to Arizona, like you make sure you get paid enough that you get paid for lunches." 
Yeah. Like right then in the contract. You think Kyler Murray, you think he has that in his contract? <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, they make you pay for it. It's smart to be like, no, I need free lunches, I guess, or free dinners. I need that yeah. in the contract. It's, it would seem unnecessary, but that might have to be the case depending on what team you go to. Uh, there was also complaints from Carolina Panthers players that the training rooms are basically too slick, like the floors are too slick, and that guys always slip on the floors, and that it's a hazard, <laughs> and it's actually man, something that, that regularly the guys complain about, and they joke about. It's like, man, I'm not going in there for treatment because I'm not trying to slip on the floors. That, that, That's crazy. No, but that seems like such a rich, like, because the Panthers now have a very rich owner. They who do. does not mind spending money, but it seems like a thing where he'd be like, "I'll make sure that the floors are nice and shiny." And yeah. then we just slip it inside him. Yes, and the players uh, in the pool room they feel they are unsafe, and there have been complaints of a slippery surface with players falling regularly. This is it. It's kind of just random complaints, but I thought they were pretty. the Cincinnati Bengals, who notoriously have a cheap owner, uh, they don't provide dinner. Um, and apparently there have been complaints from families about the treatment from the Bengals' ownership. It says, okay, so the Bengals are one of the teams that do not provide dinner to their players. They're also one of the two teams that do not provide vitamins. They're also the only team that doesn't provide supplements. <laughs> Additionally, so you got to buy your own vitamins and supplements. Additionally, players feel that they have some of the smallest, Hot and cold tubs in the league. They have issues with the showers and toilets not consistently working. <laughs> they, they are the only team that does not have outlets in their locker rooms to charge devices. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, you ain't charging nothing. You decide the work, damn it. No, yeah, this, is, this, is, this is from the owner that is so cheap <laughs> that Carson Palmer retired. Yeah, that's true. Like oh. he retired to, because they wouldn't <clears throat> trade him and they wouldn't pay him. They so wouldn't. he retired. And Joe Burrow is up to be paid. He's up and for a Jamar new contract. Chase. That scares you. That got scary if you're a Bengals fan. It's got to scare you a little bit. Uh, also, the players who responded to the survey also complained that there's nowhere warm and safe for mothers and kids to go during the game because the Bengals do not provide a family room, unlike the majority of teams. Players reported that wives have sat on the public restroom floor to nurse their babies. Come on now. Come on. I'm telling you, I mean, these complaints are that is wild. Okay, here's another one from the Colts. Um, it said the two main reasons that players, uh, the two com- biggest complaints, I should say, two main issues players have are food. That's the two main issues they have are food. So much that some players prefer to pack their own lunch rather than eat at a facility. And the feeling that the team should uh, significantly improve its travel policies is also the uh, the second biggest complaint because they don't like the travel policy. But, yeah, said the food is terrible. Guys making sack lunches to the Colts. I like that. There you go. I mean, that's, 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 that's pretty cheap, man. Come on. Get some good food at your facility. Come on, the Detroit now. Lions had good food. And like, it, was, it was really good food. I'm not going to lie. It was really good. Like, I knew the chef So you're and saying the one thing they did right at the time when you were there. Pretty much. Was it? Yeah. It's one of the only things the Lions were really good at. They had a, but their facilities were brand new around the time. I mean, they had to host the Super Bowl around that yeah, time, yeah, too. Yeah. So they were really they were brand new facilities at the time. Um, okay, so so the Chiefs said players' responses showed the treatment of players um, also falls well below other clubs across the NFL. For example, um, it said here about the Chiefs, the Chiefs are one of six teams that still make certain players have roommates in hotel rooms for games. And less than 50% of players feel they have enough room to be comfortable on flights. 
Oh, because I guess they make them sit right next to each other on flights. Hey, they trying to pinch pennies, man. I guess they're trying to pinch pennies wherever they can. Uh, how about this? Here's your Raiders. So it said um, at the workplace, the lowest graded category was the coaching staff for the Raiders. Um, players, respondents felt that the head coach, Josh McDaniels, is less likely to listen to his players and keeps them for longer hours than other head coaches around the league. Longer hours are not correlated to winning as seven of the top eight coaches rated as being the most efficient with their players' time in 2022. Survey made the playoffs this year. So they complained about your coach, man. That's not surprising. That damn time. He likes to meet a lot. Everybody's got, bo- everybody's got a boss who loves to meet. We've had these, but you, everybody's had a boss where like, uh, let's have a meeting. He's like, no, that should be an email. They don't need to be a meeting. Just email that to us. And we can all, you know, it should be fine. We don't need to meet. We don't need to, you know, conference call, none of that. Just email it. No, nope, he likes to meet. He's one of those guys I like to meet a lot. So, Yeah. No, yeah. that's Bill Belichick stuff. That is probably some Belichick stuff. There. Yeah, because the stories of Bill Belichick that he would go in and he would tell you stories about the team, like his his day one meetings were like telling you the history of the <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Before he's you got of, into yeah. that. He's a historian. He is a, and he is so he would do that with the team, which you're like, all right, bro. Cool, I get it. They're the Chargers. We got a game. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, no, nah, you're probably right about that. Um, also, the Chargers, the biggest complaint from the players was that the uh, the training room um, basically is, they, they complain that it's gross and disgusting. Player responded, shared positive feedback about their head coach. So they like Brandon Saley and the strength coaches. Uh, the player respondents shared information indicating that they felt that there are deficiencies with the training room, the cafeteria, uh, and the locker room, which all graded poorly. The maintenance for the hot tub and cold tubs is lacking, um, with some of the respondents calling these facilities even gross. Wait, but, like, aren't there locker You mean in the practice facilities, locker rooms, I'm yeah. guessing? Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, at the so game. The facilities. Yeah, yeah the okay. Because yeah. I'm like, at the game, then the Rams should have the same complaints. Yeah, it's like their practice, <laughs> yeah, whatever their practice facilities okay. are. Yeah. I don't know exactly where they are, but, yeah. I mean, that's where you, I mean, if you're, you're a billionaire, you don't want to pinch pennies at the stadium. No. Because that's, you remember, that's you another one of those. That's another one of those teams that is, uh, <laughs> that's owned by a guy who doesn't have full, like, full rights to the, the money because I passed down – Ah, uh, that's true. Good point. So he has to pass through everything <laughs> through his family members who d- want him to sell the team really badly. So that that's always one of those that I'm sure that just gets pushed aside in his arguments because we got to go sign another player. So it's may, it's easier for me to tell you when you spend twenty million dollars to sign this player than for me to tell you when you spend fifty million dollars to clean the floors and and put new floors in. Nah, and stuff you're like right that. about that. That that is that's those NFL owners that do have that liquid cash. Yeah, and because all of them have money, I mean, they all got a ton of money. But having being liquid, having liquid cash is a different thing than being worth well, a ton and, of money and being able to own it outright. Yes, because once it's it's passed down, you're like, well, you're the CEO, but the ownership now is split three ways between the three kids, and the one kid's running it, and the other two just want their money. Yeah. That's a good point, too. Yes, uh, that's, that's happened with a couple of NFL teams before yeah. uh, when it starts getting to the kids, and some kids don't give a damn about football. They want to sell it. Yeah. I mean, it's you, an you, asset. Want me, you want me to be a billionaire overnight <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. or a billionaire on paper? <laughs> yeah, no question. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, um, no child care or family space, uh, small, outdated locker room. Um, players still have roommates when they travel, so they were upset about that. So, uh, And the Washington Commanders, of course, were the worst-graded team in all of the NFL. No surprise there. The Washington Commanders ended up 
with their grades, an F in treatment of families, a D-plus in food service and nutrition, a C-plus in the weight room. They did get an A-plus in strength coaches, an F-minus in the training room, a D in the training staff, an F-minus in the locker room, and an F-minus in team travel. No surprise there. The NFL probably is happy about that, too. They're, they Right now, they, they would want— have been, It would have been surprising if it wasn't that way. That's a good point. Yeah, and honestly, if you are an owner and you finish below the commanders, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals are the second-worst-graded team uh, by this survey, by the players uh, in the NFL this year. Okay, let's get to the Cowboys news just really quickly. As a matter of fact, you know, let's go take a break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll get to the Cowboys news. That's some— uh, rumor brewing about the Cowboys at the NFL Combine. Speaking of the Combine, we'll give you an update on the NFL Combine as well. Uh, also, there's talk about Brandon Cooks possibly being traded, so we'll jump into that story too. And Lamar Jackson's fully guaranteed deal. There's another update on what the uh, uh, what the stalemate may be about with the negotiations between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We'll hit all of that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on the Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? He's an oldie but a goodie. Joe King Carrasco is playing tonight at ABGB. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oldie but a goodie, you said? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is from the 80s. A little minor hey, hit I, with this. I, can, I, I feel the vibe. I feel the 80s vibe there. No question about it. I'm an 80s baby, so I feel that. Uh, All right. You can be a part of the show. Specs Tech Sound is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Got a couple of NFL topics that we're going to hit here. I'm going to try to hit the Cowboys and the rumor mill uh, that has really been, uh, it's been spinning a lot for the Cowboys at the NFL Combine. One of the most talked about uh, stories at the NFL Combine is the Cowboys working a deal. Supposedly, uh, we'll play some audio uh, from Brian Broaddus and uh, Bobby Belt on the Locked On Cowboys podcast, talking about that. Also, Lamar Jackson, an update on the negotiations and the all the drama, the stalemate between he and the Baltimore Ravens, and also there's talk about the uh, Brandon Cooks trade finally. Uh, finally at least showing some type of progress in those negotiations. He's demanded a trade for, I don't know, a couple of months now. There's been no progress at all made about it, but uh, now there is a story out there that the Texans may be in the process of making a deal to trade one Brandon Cook. So we'll talk about that too. First, let's get into this Cowboys audio. This was from the uh, Locked On Cowboys podcast and they are basically hint, at least they're discussing a rumor that the Cowboys may be trying to make a deal with the combine where a lot of teams are making deals where all the team, all the team's executives are there, all the, you know, the different head coaches are all there, uh, the GMs are all there. So easy access, start talking about making a deal, whether it be for the draft or whether it be for the offseason. Here is uh, Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. Stephen Jones did say from the Combine that they are working on something big. And Michael Gelkin said the same thing. Well, excuse me. Gelkin said it, and I think Stephen was kind of talking about it as a possibility. But Michael Gelkin, who's very plugged into this team, we talked about him, Todd Archer, very plugged in. A lot of talented writers, men and women here. But Gelkin, I wonder if Gelkin off, off to the side 
got somebody to tell him, hey, they're working on a big, big deal. That's why I threw the Diggs name out there. Maybe one of these wide receivers or something like that, you know. But that's a very, yeah, that's the case. And yeah, it's a very interesting proposition. Uh, They they definitely, uh, I, I think, are are motivated to make this football team better. Now, how they interpret that and how they interpret making the football team better may be different than how the fans would interpret it. But I think it's probably Odell Beckham. It's probably just Odell Beckham. It's probably just Odell Beckham. I will say they've been working on the Odell Beckham deal for a long time. Since, what, mid-season last, mid-season this past season? Yeah, around then, yeah. So you're talking about, what, October, maybe November of last year, they started talking about, maybe even before that. So, yeah, man, you're talking about, you know, going on four or five months of them talking about getting this deal done. Maybe it is Odell. Remember, he wasn't willing to work out, um, and I'm not sure if he would have even been able to pass all the physicals if it is Odell. If it's Stefan Diggs or another kind of top flight number, uh, you know, elite wide receiver, that would be great too. I think the Cowboys just need to invest better in the wide receiver position if that's the case. Um, they drafted Jalen Tolbert, didn't work out for him. Uh, there's no question they need more dynamic uh, plays made from the wide receiver position. Michael Gallup, the assumption is when he's healthy, which he wasn't this past season, he'll be a capable, serviceable number two. behind CeeDee Lamb is fine. You got your number one, and CeeDee Lamb is great. But you know the miscalculation by the Cowboys to trade Amari Cooper – um, when they thought he was overpriced at $20 million, when now, hell, there are, what, 10 receivers in the NFL, maybe more than that, that make at least $20 million a year. It was That was not a an over you know overblown, bloated value of the wide receiver. They just thought it was. And then when you did trade him, you only got a fifth-round pick when if he's the number one wide receiver, he should have got a first or second-round pick in exchange for him. So I think ultimately they're still paying the price for that right now. And then Michael Gallup not bouncing back after the injury hurts him even more because they really didn't have a true number two last year. And then they really couldn't even find a true number three receiver out of that group either. And they thought it was going to be James Washington at first, and it wasn't James Washington. And they brought in T.Y. Hilton um, so he could fill that role. So they do need to stockpile at wide receiver. He do it via the free agency and the draft. And and Kellen Moore's offense, that number three wide receiver was so crucial because we had Michael Gallup and we had Cedric Wilson and the Cowboys. So you had both those guys. That was your number three for the last two years was Michael Gallup two years ago and Cedric Wilson last year. So the Cowboys kind of thought of that number three and in Kellen Moore's playbook, it got used a lot. Dak got very used to using that number three. And so now when you're like, well, Gallup's in the two, so now – did Noah Brown in the three, but then Noah Brown has to be back in the three because Gallup's not healthy. And they signed James Washington and then cut him before he ever even hit the field. Yep. I mean, like, that, it, it was just a mess of what they did at wide receiver to have riches at it, to honestly have uh, injured Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb to go to CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Michael Gallup that you hope now this season can come back and play better. But, I, I mean, I don't yeah. really – I wouldn't bet on him being anything better than a wide receiver three. Yeah, you signed him to a new deal, so you better hope he ends up meeting expectations and becomes a true wide receiver two. That's what you signed him. You That's signed what you him. hope, but I think yeah, I mean, he, at this he, point you're – Well, yeah, he wasn't there last year, but I, the belief is that he was hurt. And then my, my concern for the Cowboys is if Michael Gallup had a down year coming back off an injury, you know, I, I wonder what Tony Pollard's going to be coming back off an injury. I think he can come back and be a great player, but, man, you do need a contingency plan and insurance policy. 
behind Tony Pollard this year. And, and let's be clear with Michael and Gallup. And that doesn't need to be Zeke, by the way. And Michael Gallup <laughs> has never been a wide receiver, too. Everyone thought he could be a wide receiver, too, because he was a really good wide receiver, three. But he was never a wide receiver, two. Because they had Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. This is fair. You could, yes. I mean, I, w- I, w- I, I don't disagree with that. So he was a wide receiver three. The, yeah. Now, he played at a much higher level you than a normal. projected he was going to be that. Yes, but he's normally playing against with two other guys on the field, and he's playing against a lesser corner usually. I don't, yeah. No, that's a good point. Not with you. And that's why I said the miscalculation on Amari Cooper, they're still paying for it. They're still paying for that because if you had kept him around, then you could have you could have dealt with <clears> – <throat> The slow bounce back or the bad bounce back year of Michael Gallup off the yeah. injury. The, the lack of progression much. that you were hoping to and have. Then you, and you brought up a good point. The Cedric Wilson loss yeah. was huge. I mean, they're not even using him in Miami. They don't. So call it Miami. They just stockpile speed. No, because that would be them admitting they made a mistake uh. by not just giving Cedric Wilson a little bit of money. Well, because he's one of those guys that Dak liked. He's not necessarily great anywhere uh, other places. We know that depending on the fit. But Dak really liked Cedric yeah. Wilson. On third down, in red zone. It's one of those guys. Because he grew up, not grew up, developed with the Cowboys. Throwing the situation. When they drafted him the same year they drafted Michael Gallup, I believe. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I believe That's the why same they were both year. free agents the same year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's the same year. And, man, he really did look explosive with the Cowboys during that time. So they do need to rebuild at wide receiver. So some of the rumblings at the combine are Cowboys making a move for a wide receiver. Free agency, or trying to make a trade for a wide receiver. We'll see. And that obviously could be during draft time, too. Um, we'll see how that works out. Okay, let's get to the Samar Jackson story. Because there seems to be an update on Lamar Jackson and his uh, status with the stalemate with the Ravens every week. Hell, probably a couple of times a week. And the latest is, and we're, going, we're just going back and forth. There's, you know, there have been reports that he wants a fully guaranteed deal. And then remember Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith reported on first take. He had sources that talked to his camp and they said he never demanded a fully guaranteed deal. Talking about on the same network, by the way, ESPN. And now ESPN's recording, <laughs> uh, Jameson Hensley of ESPN.com, that Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal. I am inclined to believe he wants a fully guaranteed deal. I, I believe too. I mean, Stephen A. Smith is the one guy who said he doesn't. He's a pretty much I, exactly. They got, they got one, but he's he's everybody knows Stephen A. Smith is credible. No he question. is. He is. But, but it was a guy, guy. He said a guy in Lamar Jackson's camp. So unless it is Lamar Jackson himself, because he's the agent. He is the agent. He's his own agent. So I mean, he has advisors. His mom is helping him. I think his mom is one of those advisors. But he cannot because the NFL has rules about who can be an agent and who's yeah. certified. Lamar Jackson, in the NFL's eyes, is is the agent. So, I don't know who he's talking to. Like that's, degrees of separation, how far is that from Lamar? How far Are we to talking go, about best friend? Well, or? does he want guaranteed, and what do you say? Well, it doesn't want fully guaranteed, but they're lowballing him. And is it Lamar Jackson saying, well, he would take not fully guaranteed if they're willing to make other concessions? No, that's important. The fully is the whole thing. Yeah, because guarantee that's some guarantee a bunch of guarantees within the contract, but fully the whole damn thing. Yeah, the whole shebang a bang guarantee. I'm talking about Deshaun Watson style. That's what he wants. No, I shouldn't even said that. Deshaun Watson style. Don't make that a thing. <laughs> Let me stop that right now. No, Deshaun Watson's contract is what he wants. And right now, and I've said this before, Patrick, because I think that, and I don't know if. You know, because your your theory is different than my theory about what's happening here. My theory is that Lamar Jackson, like a lot of men that I know, and I'm I'm probably guilty of it too. Not probably, I am. I'm guilty of it too. 
of sabotaging a relationship when you don't want to just break up with a woman. You would, you'd rather her break up with you. So you got to start sabotaging the relationship, saboteur. And then after a, a, you know, a couple of months or a couple of weeks of sabotaging the relationship, she has enough self-respect to go, all right, I'm not going to stand for this. You don't treat me any kind of way. Uh, you know what? You can go. All right. I'm breaking up with you. You can go your sep- You can go whatever separate way you want to go. And I think Lamar Jackson is doing some of that now. I'm not sure it, it started that way. I think it started as a true negotiation. But when he made the first mistake of being his own agent and having to sit in those negotiations across from the GM and the owner and the head coach and, you know what I mean? and, and them actually play hardball with you, when you use that stuff, they would play with your agent. They'd play hardball with your agent, and your agent would soften the message for you. And then you'd have that buffer. He didn't got that buffer. And I think something that happened in those negotiations turned Lamar Jackson against the Ravens. And I think at this point, we could be looking at Lamar Jackson sabotaging this relationship, saying, all I'll accept is a fully guaranteed deal. And them saying, we'll give you damn near anything except a fully guaranteed deal. We'll give you almost a fully guaranteed deal. We'll, give, we'll make you the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL Outside of the Deshaun Watson deal. We give the best deal ever in the history of the NFL outside of the Deshaun Watson deal. And he's saying, no, I want that deal or better, period. Yeah. And he knows they won't do it. As an organization, they won't do it. And the NFL, the owners, I'm not going to call it collusion, but they, I think, they have an understanding, a gentleman's agreement between themselves that, hey, none of y'all. None of y'all do this fully guaranteed deal. And they're not all on that bandwagon, but a lot of them are because they understand at one point they're going to be in this situation and they don't want to give the fully guaranteed deal. But there are, there are a few rogue, rogue actors, rogue billionaires, and it's probably about five or six that are willing to go, I don't give a damn. I need a quarterback, and I will give him a fully guaranteed deal if he yeah. wants to come play for well, me. And, and that's who he is catering to. And, and I think that that's he's – I think there's also something that Baltimore not – leaking anything out on their side, only leaking out negative Lamar Jackson and nothing pro-Baltimore, leads me to believe they are low-balling him as well. Because if I'm other, I would it would be leaked out plenty of times. We're offering him four years, 250 million. We're offering him whatever this huge deal is. We're offering him this amount. And I would say that amount without the, the, dollar, without the guaranteed money attached to it. But I would say that amount is what we're offering him. So then, because I know public sentiment, once I say that, is 100% on my side. Because they will say they most people won't even think about the guaranteed money. They won't know the difference between it, and they'll just say this guy turned down that he turned down sixty million dollars a year. That guy turned down fifty five, sixty million dollars a year. Oh, I hate him. And they, <laughs> that's all they have to do. And they're the they're the good guys. And it's going to put more and more pressure on Lamar Jackson because I don't think Lamar Jackson liked at the end of the season people questioning the validity of his injury. I don't think he liked any of that That's fair. Uh, of the way it went down at the end of the season when he's like, look, I can't play. We saw that Baltimore strength facilities or strength, whatever, their training stuff was ranked really, really low. So it's he may not like what the training staff is. He may want other concessions. He's probably not happy that they haven't given him any help. And they can say, yeah. well, we hired Todd Munkin. And he goes, well, that's not a guy that I want. So I'm going to tell you the team that I want him to go to. And there is a caveat. There is a there's a hitch in this. Of I don't think this owner is going to give a fair, fully guaranteed deal. I think they could. Not I don't think will. they will. But the New York Giants. 
The New York mm-hmm. Giants made the playoffs with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones wants $45 million a year. That's crazy. If you're gonna if you that's your if your option right now is no quarterback, forty five million dollars, or I give up and I pay a little bit more and guarantee it to Lamar Jackson. I'd do that. Supersize it. Yep. That's all it is. You're mm-hmm. supersizing <laughs> your quarterback. How much is a supersize? What, forty cents? And you get a large drink and a large fries? Supersize it. Get Lamar Jackson and put him with Brian Dable. Because if you tell me that you don't want to watch Lamar Jackson and Brian Dable's offense, you're crazy. Mm, and like then, I give your Cowboys fans and Eagles fans, you don't want that. And then resign Saquon or give him a give get, him a, hey, tell Saquon come back, get franchise him, him, go I pick guess. up Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, go find you a tight end. Evan Ingram's a free agent; he was there before. You can go get a guy like that. Put yeah. together that offense, and all of a sudden, that offense becomes with Brian Dayball. I love it. Like that coach, he made Daniel Jones. Is there a better two, a, a better uh, running passing quarterback? coach than Brian Dable on the league right now. No, he does he's done a great job of being able to teach these quarterbacks, those dual threat quarterbacks, of when to weaponize their legs. And to yeah. limit turnovers. Yeah. He's done a good job with that too. With Josh Allen and with Daniel Jones. So why would you not want to see this? And if you're the Giants now and you're stuck in this rock and a hard place of, dude, Daniel Jones wants forty five million dollars a year? And I get we're not guaranteeing any of that. None of this is guaranteed. I get that, but why not just take the risk? You're the Giants, so even if you're bad, you still make money because you're in New York. So you can take a little bit more risk and go injury Olympics team, Saquon Barkley, Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr., and if Michael Thomas gets released, pick him up too. Everyone may get hurt, but if they're healthy in the playoffs, you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. I like it all except the Odell thing. I get They just need a wide receiver. There's yeah, yeah they, do, they do need a wide receiver. But they need yeah, a wide receiver. The, and the Odell that's, thing, now nah, I'm against it. But I love the idea of Daniel uh, of them saying, you know what, to hell with Daniel Jones. That's too expensive. And if we're going to pay that for Daniel Jones – why not just pay a little bit more for Lamar Jackson? Supersize him, I'm man. with you, man. And Supersize your quarterback. I, I, think, I think it's a great take. I'm with it all the way. Will the, Gi- the Giants are too they're too stable and they're too <laughs> it's well, they're too well run to give Lamar Jackson a guaranteed deal. That's I know that's, I that's the thing. Too well run. Like, I, just, I just don't see them doing it. But I, I love it. I love it. I, I, that's the one I oh, I In wish New York I wish City. In oh, New yeah. York, you let and, him go to New York, and their biggest issues right now with Lamar Jackson is he doesn't, or at least one of the talking points, narr- the narratives uh, with the media is that he doesn't get enough like endorsement deals, yeah. because you know for whatever reason, hell, you you're the quarterback of the New York Giants, you have more than enough endorsement you're quarterback deals. Quarterback of the Giants, <laughs> yeah. and you, and I'm telling you, if you put him with Brian Dayball, I, I love that. I love that marriage. That would be a beautiful marriage. Oh. So I get I get that it probably won't happen because the Giants just don't do things like that. Oh, it'd be a nightmare for the Cowboys. You had to deal with Jalen Hurts twice a year and Lamar Jackson twice hey, a year. I mean, the good part is you are Oof. building – your defense is built around that, that type of quarterback now. Wow. Yeah, you better. Uh, but I love that idea, man. And so we'll see March 7th is the date that they can, they have to either franchise tag him, which means he'll make uh, average of the top five quarterbacks, which is $45 million. That's the – so that's what they'd have to pay to franchise tag a, yeah. a quarterback, and or they could standard franchise tag him, which is thirty two million dollar value. But um, he can negotiate with other teams, and if they do that, and he agrees to a terms with another team and signs a deal, then they would have to give the Ravens two first round picks. That's not going to happen. They more the more I think the 
it's more likely that they're probably going to franchise tag him and then trade him if they will. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but is Baltimore Ravens GM Eric DaCosta at the Combine recently just said, quote, we've probably made more trades than just about any team in the league. Maybe we're second. That being said, I covered great players. I covered quarterbacks, and I love Lamar. So that has not factored in one time with me. So, but that's just him talking. He's yeah. talking. And that's his side, not Lamar's side. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. You can say, look, I can say I love a girl all day long. If she don't love me back, it ain't going to happen. If Lamar ain't going to sign the contract, you can offer him whatever you want. If you're not going to get him a fully guaranteed deal, and that's what his sticking point is, that's what he wants. then you need to move on to plan B instead of just being like, you know what, let's ruin his career, let's ruin our season, let's just take them both as complete losses. And we'll just wait it out, and we'll just you know. Just is he willing to not play? That's is he willing you think, to sit out? I can't season? imagine he's going to sign a franchise tender though. Like, I that's mean, either. Like, is he willing to sit out? And if not, then you're looking at the trade, and then you start thinking about the the basic sign and trade scenario with another team, and yeah. then he wants a fully guaranteed deal. I don't know how you work that out with a sign and trade. No, I don't either. Right? I don't know. No, because you your dead cap and all that. Yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know how a team would. They're not going to sign. They're not going to trade for him just one year, and then him potentially become a free agent the next year. So I don't know how they'd work the sign and trade. That'd be interesting too, because he had he had to sign a deal. Yeah, to didn't get traded. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there is a path. So for they can franchise tag him, give him forty five million a year, and then trade him for whatever they want to. And then he would go to another team on the franchise tag, but then they would they they wouldn't have a guarantee that he would be with them the next year. No, but yeah, and then then he would sign the extension. Then they would immediately. Well, I don't know. If, except you got you have an extension window, but then he would have yeah. to sign the extension. Yeah, you you trade for him and then give him the picks, and then the Baltimore Ravens already decide. You know what? Yeah, he's on a franchise tag with us. It means he's on a one year deal. Yeah, we'll trade him for three first round picks, whatever it is. You still got to guarantee he's going to sign the fully guaranteed deal with them. So you got to offer a fully guaranteed deal if you're going to trade three first round picks for yeah, him or whatever. That's true. Oh man, it's just it's what a just, conundrum. Hey man, you got to tell Tuesday Ravens. <laughs> Come on, out. Ravens, you got to tell Figure Tuesday. I want to see a trade this weekend or Monday. Hey, I love your idea, Giants idea, though. Suit, what'd you say? Supersize? Supersize. I like it, if you're paying Daniel Jones, supersize to Lamar Jackson. I mean, who, who gets regular size when they go to the Chick-fil-A? I wear Texas. Either. You got to water size it. Yeah, you water size <laughs> Texas. Yeah, I like that. Even better. All right, we come back. We got uh, off the record on the other side. Austin, one of those places where everybody wants to live. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful on the horn. D.D. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get, I can't break my head cold. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for another edition of Off the Record, and this one actually highlights the great city of Austin a little bit. Uh, New York Times conducted a survey asking Americans where would Americans move if money was no object. 19% said L.A., which I say that. L.A. is ridiculously expensive. Um, 18% in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. I'm a little surprised at hot Atlanta being yeah. that high on the list, actually. 
But Atlanta is a great town. I love Atlanta. I just didn't know. I guess now the secret's out that Atlanta is a really fantastic town. Great food. Um, and also really, like Austin, like a vibrant movie scene. Like uh, it's a lot yeah, of yeah, fin- Georgia. They have a lot films. of stuff. Yeah, 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 a lot of movies being made in. Yeah, Georgia. you'll see a lot of stuff that has the Georgia, peach? the Georgia yeah. peach thing. A lot of movies been made in Atlanta, just like Austin. Austin is third on this list. Seventeen percent of the respondents said Austin is the place they would move if money was no object. Well, money is an object, and so are property taxes. Whew. So, <laughs> hope you can afford them. And rent, by the way, which is the highest in the state in Austin, has oh. been for the last like four or five years, though. I didn't know people. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, ain't no such thing as a starter home in Austin either. It's no. That's where you gonna live. Well, that's your starter home. Yeah, your starter home is <laughs> a shed out back, and during South by rent there is hey, ten thousand dollars a day. That's where that tiny home comes in. I guess you can get one of those. Uh, Las Vegas is at fifteen percent. They were fourth behind Austin. Miami fifteen percent. Uh, New York, 15%, along with Boston and Dallas. So Dallas looked at that. And then Baltimore at 14%. Did not expect to see that either. People saw The Wire? I have no, did that, that make you want to move to Baltimore? I don't know. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of what else would make me want to move to Baltimore. Uh, where would you live if money was no object? I'd probably here. I mean, I might probably move. Yeah. I might move to the beach. I went, well, Hawaii. I'm surprised Hawaii didn't make the list. Yeah. You can move anywhere. And money's but I feel like Hawaii. Like, Hawaii's expensive. Hawaii's expensive. I just also feel like Hawaii's not a place you necessarily want to live. Like, like, I feel like, yeah, because then you're like, you live there. It's like, what are you going to do for a job? I don't. I, <laughs> I get the money's no object. But the you're money's like, no object. I'm living. You know what I mean? I got to worry about money no more. Yeah. I'll do a radio show from, from Hawaii. There you go. I'll build a studio there <laughs> build in Hawaii. A studio. We all know, we know somebody who's done that. We do. <laughs> And he lives a pretty good life, David. Uh, so that's what I do, probably. All right, we'll come right back. We'll get into Longhorns at the NFL Combine, NFL Combine update, Bijan Robinson draft odds, and we'll talk about the Combine winners and losers. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 Horns.